Welcome, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to my second podcast in this series, where we present to you the lectures of Srila Prabhupada with spoken transcriptions. I am much appreciative of your time and attention. Before we continue, I want to profusely thank my Guru Maharaj, Srila Virabhaho Maharaj, who has given me the direction and understanding to hear Srila Prabhupada's lectures, a daily source of inspiration and to all the devotees who encouraged me to take up this project. Please, dear listeners, forgive any mistake in this endeavor. I'm only an ant trying to help build Srila Prabhupada's mission, and so if I can inspire only one person from this endeavor, I will call it a success. The second lecture in this series is from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, given by Srila Prabhupada on November 27, 1966, at 26 2nd Avenue in the Lower East Side of New York City. This is the first lecture Srila Prabhupada has given on the Chaitanya Charitamrita in the U.S. As we have discussed in our first podcast, on February 2, 1966, Srila Prabhupada purchases a tape recorder for recording his classes, kirtans, and bhajans. Srila Prabhupada's persistence in preserving his spoken word has resulted in a permanent legacy of over 2,000 hours of invaluable tape recordings. Srila Prabhupada regularly holds evening Bhagavad Gita lectures in his room behind Dr. Mishra's yoga studio at 72nd Street. One of the regular attendees is Harvey Cohen, who introduces Srila Prabhupada to Paul Murray, another young man seeking spiritual knowledge. One day in April, somebody broke into Srila Prabhupada's room and stole his typewriter and tape recorder. As Prabhupada returned to the building, the janitor informed him of the theft. An unknown burglar had broken the transom glass above the door, climbed through, taken the valuables, and escaped. As Prabhupada heard the details of the crime, he became convinced that it was the janitor himself who had broken in and stolen his things, and that man was now offering a fictitious account of a thief who had gone through the transom. Knowing there was no way he could prove this, Srila Prabhupada simply accepted his loss with disappointment. In a letter to India, he described the theft as a loss of more than 1,000 rupees, $125. In a recorded 1976 conversation, Srila Prabhupada narrates the story. Srila Prabhupada, one boy, he was coming to me in that about 171st street. All my things were stolen. One boy was coming to me. My tape recorder, typewriter, 
Fortunately, they did not touch my manuscript that I was writing, typing my books. So some money was stolen. Then one boy, he was coming to me. He told me, please come to my place, a loft, Bowery Street. I did not know the Bowery Street was not a good quarter. All bums and drunks. I did not know the Bowery Street was not a good quarter. All bums and drunks. When I see them, one Jewish friend, he had electrical shop. He told me, Swamiji, you have gone to Bowery Street? Oh, it is not your place. I see that one Jewish friend, he had electrical shop. He told me, you have to Bowery Street. I did not know your place. I did not know that it is full of drunkards, but they were lying down in front of my door, but they were respectful. When I go, these drunkards come and they respectfully give me ways and they would lie down on urine and something like that on water. They simply give me wings and they would lie down on urine or something like that, on water. Then the boy who took me there, he was Murray. His last title was Murray and he was taking LSD. So since I went there, he did not go to work. Otherwise, he was working and getting daily $25. Then the boy who took me there, he was a mother. His, his last time he was a mother. And he was taking it in. Since I went there, he did not go to work. Otherwise, he was working and getting daily $25. In some dock, he was working. Since I went, he stopped working. I had to pay $125 for the loft. One lady was the landlord. In some dock, he was working. 
And since I went, he stopped working. And I had to pay $125 for the loft. One lady was the landlord. So it was going on. Some people were coming. Then Mukunda began to come, his wife and another black boy, half black, Jürgen, Karalapati. I gave him name Karalapati. He was coming. So I was going on. Some people were coming. Then Mukunda began to come, his wife, and another black boy. Abla, Yargan, Korala. I gave him the name Korala. He was coming. Srila Prabhupada is now living in Harvey Cohen's loft with Paul Murray, as Harvey is on an extended trip to California. The loft is large and has plenty of space for Śrīla Prabhupāda to have his own area to live, write, and give classes to visitors, and not encroach on Paul's space. But as Prabhupāda's classes are becoming more popular, his preaching work is now spreading across the whole loft. Śrīla Prabhupāda has high hopes for Paul Murray, and in a letter dated April 27, 1966, to Sumati Murarji, the owner of the steamship company that gave him free passage to America on the Jaladuta, Prabhupada writes, I'm trying to avoid the journey to India and again to come back, especially for the reason that I'm holding at the above address classes thrice a week and training some American youth in the matter of sankirtan and devotional service of the Lord. Some of them are taking the lessons very sincerely, and in future they may be very good Vaishnavas according to the rigid rituals. One of the youths, Mr. Paul Murray, is even ready to go with me to India to learn the cult more specifically, and I wish to take him with me when I go to India. Please, therefore, write your agent here to allow this more serious boy to come with me to India and see things directly how temple worship is done in the Vishnu temples. I shall keep him for some days in Vrindavan and he may be given lessons for future preaching in the Western countries. But then one day, Paul freaks out on LSD. Srila Prabhupada, then one day, that boy Murray, he showed some crazy features. So I thought, it is dangerous to live with him. So I approached Mukunda. Then one day, that boy Murray, and he showed some crazy features. So I thought it is dangerous to live with him. Mukunda. Mukunda had no place. Still, I asked him. So he kept my goods at Mukunda's house, and I went to live with the Jurgens. Mukunda had no place. He stayed 
ay asking so I kept my goods at Mukunda's house and went to live with Yargan. That is another loft. So in this way, with great hardship, sometimes here, sometimes there, in this way, I got $200 by selling book, and then I asked Mukunda to find out an apartment. That is another loft. Uh, in this way, with great hardship, sometimes here, sometimes there. In this way, I got $200 by selling books. And then I asked Mukunda to find out an apartment. He found this apartment, 26 Second Avenue, one storefront down and one living quarters up. So I found it very convenient. He found this apartment, 26 Second Avenue. One storefront down and one living quarters up. I found it very convenient down. Down I would lecture and hold kirtan. So he charged $75 per month for the apartment, small apartment. I would lecture and hold kirtan. He charged $75 per month for the apartment, small apartment. I think in a space like this room or less than that, everything is there. There was kitchen, there was shower, and two rooms. I think less than this. I think in a space like this room or less than that, everything kitchen, there was shower, and two rooms, I think less than this. About two-thirds of this room, and everything there. So I shifted there, and there I remained up to May 1967, I think. Well, two-thirds of this room, and everything there. Yeah. So I shifted there. And there I remained up to May 1967.
On July the 1st, 1966, Srila Prabhupada writes in his journal, Today I entered the new house at 26 Second Avenue, rear portion, room B1. For my purpose, it is all good. I do not know why Krishna is trying to establish me in New York. I am his servant's servant, and therefore, let his desire be fulfilled through my agency. On July the 6th, 1966, Srila Prabhupada entered in his journal. In the meeting at 22nd Street Store, it is settled that the society shall be incorporated and the name of the society shall be International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Eleven trustees were agreed. It was now four months since he had begun ISKCON at 26 Second Avenue. He had held three separate initiations and initiated 19 devotees. Most of them have become serious, although a few remain casual visitors. Now, in the morning classes, Swamiji wanted to instruct them more about how to become devotees. Srila Satsarup Maharaj writes about this pastime in the Prabhupada Leelamrita. I will read from that section. Those disciples who lived at the storefront had risen by 6.30, bathed, and assembled downstairs by 7.00 while those who lived outside were arriving separately, taking off their coats and piling them on the shelf of the display window. Although women always attended the evening meetings, Jadarani was usually the only girl who came in the morning. After the morning kirtan, Swami said, as usual, now chant one round. They chanted together, following him. They all had a vow to chant 16 rounds daily but they chanted their first round in the morning in the Swami's presence so he could see each of them. Then he held up the unfamiliar red book. Because you are a little advanced, he said, I'm going to read today from the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya what? No one was able to pick up the pronunciation. They had heard of Chaitanya, certainly, but not of this new book. Swamiji began reading and translating the story of Sanatan and his brother Rupa and how they became intimate associates of Lord Chaitanya. It was a historical account. Rupa and Sanatan had both been born Brahmanas in India, but they had served in the government under the Muslims who were in power at the time. The two brothers had even adopted Muslim names. But when Lord Chaitanya was touring in their part of the country, they had met him and become determined to give up their materialistic ways and follow his path of pure love of God. Rupa, who was so rich that he had enough gold to fill two boats, left his high government post, divided his wealth, became a mendicant, and joined Lord Chaitanya. For Sanatan, however, there were more obstacles. The Nawab Shah 
the chief Muslim ruler of the province of Bengal, was dependent on Sanatan's managerial expertise. But Sanatan began staying home and submitting sick reports, while actually he had employed a dozen brahmanas who were teaching him the Srimad Bhagavatam. The Nawab sent a physician to find out the actual state of Sanatan's health. And when the Nawab heard that Sanatan was not actually ill, he himself arrived one day, surprising Sanatan and the Brahmanas. The Nawab demanded that Sanatana return to his government work and leave him free to do some hunting and leave Bengal on a military campaign. But Sanatana said that he could not, that he was now determined to study the scriptures and that the Nawab could do with him whatever he liked. At this challenge, the Nawab imprisoned Sanatan. Swamiji looked at his watch. Morning classes were shorter than those in the evening, only half an hour. And Rupanuga, Satsurup, and Brahmananda had to go to work. He paused in his narration. So we will discuss tomorrow. Prabhupada closed the book, and after a few informal words, he got up and left the storefront, followed by Kirtanananda, who carried his book and glasses. The next morning, the Chaitanya Charitamrita seminar began with Sanatana in jail, planning how to get free and join Lord Chaitanya. His brother Rupa sent him a note saying that he left a large sum of gold for Sanatana in the care of a grocer and Sanatan offered the gold to the jailer as a bribe. He told him, Sir, I know you are a very learned man. And in your Quran, it says that if you aid someone in going to spiritual life, then you will be elevated to the higher post. I'm going to Lord Chaitanya, and if you will assist me in escaping, it will be spiritual gain for you. Also, I will give you 500 gold coins, so it will be material gain as well. The jailkeeper said, All right, but I am afraid of the king. So Sanatana advised him, Just say that when I was passing stool by the river, I fell in with my chains and was washed away. For 700 gold coins, the jailer agreed to help Sanatana and sawed off the shackles. Sanatana, accompanied by a servant, then fled by the back roads until, by nighttime, he came to a hotel. Now this hotel was kept by thieves, and an astrologer at the hotel read Sanatan's palm and judged by the stars that he had money. When Sanatan asked for assistance in passing over the jungle mountains, the hotel keeper said he would help Sanatan leave in the dead of the night. They treated Sanatan with great respect, which made him suspicious, since he hadn't eaten in three days and his clothes were unclean. So he asked a servant if he had had any money. The servant said yes, he had seven gold coins, and Sanatan immediately took the money to the hotel keeper, who was already planning to kill him during the night and take his money. Swamiji looked at his watch. Again, they had gone over time. So we will continue tomorrow, he said, closing the book. How Sanatan manages to escape the Dakoids.
The next morning, seated on the worn rug, they looked up at him, waiting for him to begin the next installment. Prabhupada cleared his throat and glanced down at Brahmananda, who sat beside the silently running tape recorder. Satsarup entered the date in his notebook. Prabhupada began reading the Bengali verses and paraphrasing. Sanatana took the seven gold coins from his servant and gave them to the hotel keeper. You have eight coins, the astrologer said. And Sanatana went back and found that a servant was retaining another gold coin. Why do you carry this death knell on the road? Sanatana asked. You are too attached to money. And he took the gold piece from the servant and told him to return home. Sanatana then brought the gold coin to the hotel keeper. But the hotel keeper, who admitted that he had intention to kill Sanatana for his money, now said, You are a good man, and you may keep your money. But Sanatana refused. Then the hotel keeper provided Sanatana with four assistants. They helped Sanatana through the jungle and then left him alone. Free from his nuisance servant and from the dacoits, Sanatana felt liberated as he passed along the road alone. At last, Sanatana reached Benares, and he went straight to the home of Chandrasekhar, where Lord Chaitanya was staying, and waited outside the door. Lord Chaitanya knew Sanatana had arrived, and he requested Chandrasekhar to go to the door and ask the devotee who was waiting there to come in. Chandrasekhar went out, but saw only the wretched-looking Sanatan, who he took to be a half-mad Mohammedan fakir. Chandrasekhar returned to Lord Chaitanya and explained that there was no devotee outside. Was there anyone at all? the Lord said. Yes, said Chandrasekhar, some wretched fakir. Then Lord Chaitanya went to the door and embraced Sanatan. The Lord cried tears of ecstasy, for he had at last found a devotee who he knew was worthy to receive his entire teachings. And Sanatana cried tears of joy that his life's ambition was being fulfilled. But because he was dirty from his traveling and not worthy, he asked the Lord not to touch him. The Lord replied, It is I who benefit from touching you. Whoever touches a true devotee is blessed. Prabhupada closed the book, ended another morning session. The next morning, Srila Prabhupada reads the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Majalila, Chapter 20, text 66 through 96. This is the earliest known recording of Srila Prabhupada reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita. He reads the Bengali and paraphrases the translations of the verse with some explanation. I will transcribe that recording while adding in the translation of each verse that Srila Prabhupada writes some years later along with his on-the-fly translations and explanations. So now, Srila Prabhupada. 
प्रभु का एक कमार दुई भाई प्रयाग मिलीला रूप अनुराग बृंदावन So the translation to this verse is Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said I met your two brothers Rupa and Anupam at Prayag they have now gone to Vrindavan and Prabhupad speaks about this verse he says So Lord Chaitanya informs Sanatan Goswami that your two other brothers I met them at Prayag and they have started for Vrindavan Chaitanya informed Sanatan Goswami that your two other brothers i met them at prayag and they have started for vrindavan lord chitanya deputed the sanatan goswami and rupa goswami to excavate the glories of vrindavan lord chaitanya deputed the sanatan goswami and rupa goswami to excavate the glories of vrindavan before lord chaitanya the vrindavan city was not there the present vrindavan city was not there it was all forgotten practically before lord chaitanya the vrindavan city was not there the present vrindavan city was not there it was all forgotten practically But when Lord Chaitanya visited this land he first of all pointed out Radhakund and then he made a survey and his assistants the Goswamis they went there and this present Vrindavan was constructed by the disciples of Lord Chaitanya But uh, when Lord Chaitanya visited this land he first of all pointed out Radhakund and then he uh, made a survey and his assistants these goshamins they went there and this present vrindavan was constructed by the disciples of lord chaitanya i have instructed your two brothers rupa goswami to go to vrindavan and i have met them so he said that i have instructed your two brothers rupa goshami to go to vrindavan and i have met them tapan misre ar chandra shekharare prabhu agay sanatan milida dhare so this verse is uh, verse 67 where chaitanya charitamrita majalila chapter 20 text 67 and the translation is by the order of shri chaitanya mahaprabhu sanatan goswami met both tapan misra and chandra shekhar then prabhu speaks and he says and he was the guest in the house of tapan mishra so he introduced tapan mishra with sanatan goswami and he was guest in the house of tapan mishra so he introduced tapan mishra with sanatan goswami <coughs> tapan mishra tave tare koila nimantan prabhu gaye khaura karaha jaha sanatan this is verse 68 and the translation is tapan mishra then extended an invitation to sanatan and lord chitanya mahaprabhu asked sanatan to go get a shave and then prabhat says the tapan mishra invited him that please accept your bhiksha at my place uh the tapan mishra invited him that please accept your bhiksha at my place 
It is the system. When a sannyasi or renounced order of life is in the village or in the vicinity of a... So it is the Hindu system that somebody will invite. It is the system when a sannyasi or renounced order of life is in the village or in the vicinity of a... So it is the Hindu system that somebody will invite. So Tapan Mishra invited him to take, accept prasad at his place. And Lord Chaitanya said that, first of all, you get him a barber and have him cleansed up of his beard and hairs, which has grown for so many days. So Tapan Mishra invited him to take or uh, accept prasadam at his place. And Lord Chaitanya said that, first of all, uh, get him uh, to a barber and have him cleanse of, of his beard and hairs, I mean, which has grown uh, for so many days. Let him become a gentleman. The Lord said that, let him become a gentleman. Let him become a gentleman. Uh, the Lord said that let him become a gentleman. Chandra Shakane Prabhu Kahebulaya this is verse 69. The translation is, After this, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu called Chandrasekhar and asked him to take Sanatan Goswami with him. He also asked him to take away Sanatan's present dress. Then Prabhupada says, Just get him to a barber and clean, clean shaving. According to the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sampradaya, they keep themselves clean shaving. Just get into a barber and clean, clean shaving. Uh, according to the uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sampradaya, uh, they keep themselves clean shaving. Uh, and only single instance there, Advaita Prabhu, he had his beard. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never asked him to cleanse. And uh, only single instance is there, Advaita Prabhu, uh, he had his beard. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never asked him uh, to cleanse. Because one reason is that Advaita Prabhu is just contemporary of his father, so he did not like to dictate. But otherwise, all his disciples they were clean-shaven. Because one reason is that Advaita Prabhu was just contemporary to his father. So he did not like to dictate. But otherwise, all his disciples, they were clean-shaved. Bhadra karayatari gangastan karayla shekharaniyatari nutanavastra dila. So this is verse 70. And the translation is, Chandrasekhar then made Sanatan Goswami look like a gentleman. He took him to bathe in the Ganges, and afterwards, he brought him a set of new clothes. Then Prabhupada says, Then, after getting him washed in the Ganges and cleansed by a barber, Chandrasekhar offered him a new pair of clothing, and... <coughs> then after getting him washed in the Ganges and cleansed by a barber, Chandrasekhar offered him 
a new pair of um, clothing and so this is verse uh, 71, and the translation is, Chandrasekhar offered a new set of garments to Sanat Goswami, but Sanatana did not accept them. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard of this news, he became unlimitedly happy. And Prabhupada said, And Sanatana Goswami did not accept that new clothing. Suniya Prabhur Mane Ananda Apara, Apara. And when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard it, that Sanata Goswami, after renouncement, he's not going to accept any new clothes. And Sanatan Goswami did not accept that new clothes. Sunya Prabhu Mane Ananda Apara. And when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard it, that Sanatan Goswami, after renouncement, he is not going to accept uh, any new clothing. So for a really renounced person is that whatever clothing is thrown in the street, he'll collect and he'll wear it. Uh, so for a um, really renounced person uh, is that whatever clothing is thrown in the street, he'll collect and uh, he'll... Um, he would not purchase any new clothing. That is the order of strictly of one who follows Chirani, Sanatan, Sarupa, Sukadev Goswami. In the Bhagavata, he has said that whether old clothes, clothings and torn clothings cannot be had in the street, whether, whether trees are not giving fruits, whether the rivers are dried up, whether the caves and the mountains, are they closed? Then why the renounced order person go to the vishayi? Vishayi means those who are materialistic. You, you would not purchase any new clothing. That is the order of strictly one who follows Chirani, Sanatana Sukadeva Goswami in the Bhagavata. He said that uh, whether old clothings and torn clothings cannot be had on the street, uh, whether uh, trees are not giving fruits, whether the rivers uh, are dried up, uh, whether the caves in the uh, mountain they are closed, then why the renounced order a person go to the Vishai. Uh, Vishai means those are materialistic. Sometimes a renounced order of life, sannyasi, they go to the householders. Sometimes the renounced order of life, sannyasi, they go to the householders. Of course, that is their duty, but still, so Sukadev Goswami, a great personality in the renounced order of life, he would live naked. Of course, that is their duty, but still, so Sukadeva Goswami, a great uh, personality in the renounced order of life, uh, he would live naked. He would, he would not go even to the human society. So those who are following strictly, they do not make themselves dependent on the householders or on the worldly per people. 
not go even to the human society. So those who are following strictly, they don't make themselves dependent on the householders or on the worldly people. So Sanatana Goswami did not accept the new clothing. And when it was heard by Lord Chaitanya, he was very glad. So Sanatana Goswami uh, did not accept the new clothing. And when it was heard by Lord Chaitanya, he was very glad. Muddhanna kariya prahu galo bhikkha kari vare, sanatani laiya galo tapon misre this is verse 72, and the translation is, After bathing at noon, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to the house of Tapan Mishra for lunch. He took Sanatana Goswami with him. Then Prabhupada says, Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there were two gentlemen, Chandrasekhar Acharya and Tapan Mishra. Uh, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there are two uh, gentlemen, uh, Chandrasekhar Acharya and Tapan Mishra. So Chandrasekhar Acharya took care of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Tapan Mishra took Sanatana Goswami at his place to give him prasadam. So Chandrasekhar Acharya took care of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Tapan Mishra took Sanatana Goswami at his place to give him prasadam. So this is uh, chapter, Majalila chapter 20, text 76, the next verse. And the translation is, When Tapan Mishra offered Sanatana Goswami new cloth, he did not accept it. Instead, he spoke as follows. And Prabhupada said, Again, Mishra offered him new clothing, but he refused. Mishra offered him that new clothing, but he refused. This is verse 77, and the translation is, If you want to give me some cloth according to your desire, please give me an old cloth that you have used. And then Prabhupada says, If you like to give me some clothing, please give me some old clothing which you have used. That will suffice me. If you like to give me some clothing, Please give me some old clothing which you have used. Ah, that will surprise me. Tava Mishra Puratana and Dhuti Dila Tehma Duit Bahibash Kopin Karila. This is verse 78, and the translation is When Tapan Mishra gave Sanatan Goswami a used dhoti, Sanatan immediately tore it into pieces to make two sets of outer cloth and underwear. Then Prabhupada says, then he offered him one dhoti, dhoti in India. They used dhoti about five yards, one dhoti. Then he offered him one dhoti. Dhoti uh, in India, they used dhoti about five yards, one dhoti. So he offered that dhoti, old clothing, and he divided into varasvasa, and kopina, underwear and outer clothing. So he offered the dhoti, old clothing, and he divided into bahibhas and coping, underwear and uh, outwear clothing. Maharashtriya Dije Prabhu Milayla Sanatane Shaivitra Tare Pahile Mahanamata. Then again, this is uh, verse 79. 
And Prabhupada uh, translates this verse in the Chaitanya Charitamrita as, When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu introduced the Maharashtrian Brahman to Sanatan, the Brahman immediately invited Sanatan for full meals. And Prabhupada uh, says, Then again, one Maharashtrian Brahman also met him. He also invited him that, Next day you please come to my place. And one Maharashtrian Brahmin also met him. He also invited him, the next day you please come to my place. Sanatan tumi javad kashi te rahiba, tabad amar ghari vrikkhaji kariba. This is verse 80, and the translation from the Chaitanya Charitamrita is, The Brahman said, My dear Sanatan, as long as you remain at Kashi, please accept lunch at my place. And Prabhupada says, that Maharashtrian Brahman, he invited him, Sanatan Goswami, so long you shall stay at Banares, kindly accept my invitation. You come to my place and take your prasadam. That Maharashtrian Brahmin, he invited him, uh, Sanatan Goswami, so long you shall uh, stay at Banaras. Kindly accept my invitation to come to my place and take your prasad. Sunatam kahe ami madhukuri koriva brahmaner ghare kano ekatri bhikkhalao. Just see. This is uh, verse 81, and the translation from the Chaitanya Charitamrita is Sanatan replied, I shall practice the process of madhukari. Why should I accept full meals in the house of a brahmana? And Prabhupada says, Just see. He said, no, no, I cannot accept sumptuous food from a brahmana's place. That is not my duty. I shall accept madhukari. See, he said, uh, no, no, I cannot accept sumptuous food stuff from a brahmin's place. That is not my duty. I shall accept madhukari. Madhukari is the principle introduced by the Goswamis. Mad, madhu. Madhu means honey. Madhukuri is a principle introduced by these Goshamins. Madhu, madhu, madhu means honey. And the bees who collect honey from flower, a drop from this flower, a drop from that flower, a drop from that flower, in this way he subsists. And the uh, bees who collect honey from flower, uh, a drop from this flower, from, a drop from that flower, flower, a drop from that flower. In this way, uh, it subsists. So this Manukari system means a renounced order of sannyasi or of vairagi. He should not accept in one place sumptuously. So this Madhukari system means a renounced order of sannyasi or a vairagi. He should not accept in one place sumptuously. He should go to every householder and take a bit of chapati from this house, a bit of chapati from that house, a bit of chapati from that house, so that the householders also may not be disturbed and they be, may be benefited. He should go to every householder and take a bit of chapati from this house, a bit of chapati from that house, a bit of chapati from that house, so that the householders also may not be disturbed and they may be benefited. 
When a real sannyasi or vairagi accepts something from a householder, it is a great benefit for him. When a real uh, sannyasi or vairagi accepts something from the householder, it is a great benefit for him. Therefore, to accept little from this house, to accept little from that house, that is also another mercy of the renounced sannyasi or devotee of the Lord. Yes. Therefore, to accept little from this house, to accept little from that house, that is also another mercy of the renounced sannyasi or devotee of the Lord. So he did not accept that invitation, that I shall go somewhere and take sumptuously. No, I shall beg from door to door and collect my japati and live on that way. So he did not accept that invitation that I shall go somewhere and take sumptuously. No, I shall beg from door to door and collect my japati and live on that way. So this is verse 82, and the translation is, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu felt unlimited happiness to observe Sanatana Goswami's strict following of the principles of sannyas. However, he repeatedly glanced at the woolen blanket Sanatana Goswami was wearing. Then Prabhupada says, Sanatana, he was so strict in renounced order of life so that gave Chaitanya Mahaprabhu too much pleasure. Oh, it is very nice. Oh. Sanatan, he was so strict in the rounds order of life, so that gave Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, too much pleasure. Oh, it is very nice. Uh. But while he was coming, his brother-in-law gave him a nice blanket. That was on the body of Sanatana. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu several times overlooked about the blanket. But while he was coming, his brother-in-law gave him a nice uh, blanket that was on the body of Sanatana. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, several times overlooked about that blanket. Sanatana Janilai Prahur Nabhai Bhortak Kuriwari Chintilupa. This is verse 83, and the translation is, Because Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was repeatedly glancing at this valuable woolen blanket, Sanatana Goswami could understand that the Lord did not approve of it. He then began to consider a way to give it up. Then Prabhupada says, Sanatana Goswami, he was very intelligent. He was minister. He could understand that Lord is observing my blanket. That means he does not like that I should have such a valuable blanket on my body. Sanatana Goswami was very intelligent, he was minister, he could understand that Lord is uh, observing my uh, blanket. That means he doesn't like that I should have such valuable blanket on my body. So he thought, I should give up this blanket. So he thought, that I should um, give up this blanket. Sanatan went to the bank of the Ganges to bathe. While there, he saw a mendicant from Bengal. 
had washed his quilt and spread it out to dry. Prabhupada says, Thinking this, he went to the bank of the Ganges and he saw one, another Vairagi. He had a torn clothing and he, after washing it, he gave it for drying. And thinking this, he went to the uh, bank of the Ganges and he saw one another Vairagi. He had a torn clothing and he, after washing it, he gave it for drying. So, so Sanatan went there and asked him, Please take this blanket and kindly give me your, that torn clothing. Sanatan Goswami went there and asked him, Please uh, take this uh, blanket and kindly give me your, that torn clothing. So that man thought that he was cutting jokes with him, that he wants to exchange such a nice blanket. So he said, Sir, you appear to be a very good gentleman. You should not cut joke with me like this. So that man thought that he is cutting jokes with him, that he wants to exchange with such a nice blanket. So he said, Sir, you, are, you appear to be a very good gentleman. You should not cut joke with me in this. Then it's not the then Sanatan Goswami, no, I'm not cutting joke with you. I am really serious. Please exchange this. You take my, this valuable blanket, and give me that torn clothing. No, I'm not cutting joke with you. I'm really serious. Please exchange this. You take my, this valuable blanket, and give me that torn clothing. And after taking that torn clothing, when he appeared before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very much pleased, yes. And after taking that torn clothing, when he appeared before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very much pleased, yes. Prabhu kaya tomar bhot kamal kotha gela, Prabhu padesh hab kotha gosai kahila. So this is verse 89. And the translation is, When Sanatan Goswami returned, the Lord asked, Where's your woolen blanket? Sanatan Goswami then narrated the whole story to the, to the Lord. Then Prabhupada said, He inquired again, Oh, where is your blanket, that valuable blanket I saw, where you left it? Uh, he inquired again, Oh, where is that your blanket, that valuable blanket I saw, where you left it? Then he described that, I could understand your opinion, so I have exchanged that valuable blanket with this torn cloth, clothing, yes. Uh, then he described that I could understand your opinion, uh, so I've exchanged that valuable blanket with this torn clothing, yes. Prabhu yami koriyachi vichara khandaila krishna jitama. So this is verse 90, and the translation is, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then said, I have already deliberately considered this matter. Since Lord Krishna is very merciful, he has nullified your attachment for material things. Why should Krishna allow you to maintain a last bit of material attachment? After vanquishing a disease, a good physician does not allow any of the disease to remain. Then Prabhupada says, Yes, I was just thinking of you. Now you are complete in renounced order. Now you are completely independent. You do not depend on anything. 
So it has given me much pleasure. Yes? Yes. I was just thinking of you. Uh, uh, now you are complete in the now. Now you are, you are completely independent. You don't depend on anything. So it is giving much pleasure. Yes. And the translation to this is verse 91 is, By grace of Krishna, your last attachment also now taken up. It is a great mercy of Krishna upon you. Uh, by grace of Krishna, uh, your last uh, attachment uh, also now taken up. It is a great mercy of Krishna upon you. Tin mudra bhotagaya madhukuri gras dharmahani hai loke kari upahas. This is verse 92 and the translation is, It is contradictory to practice madhukari and at the same time wear a valuable blanket. One loses his spiritual strength by doing this, and one will also become an object of jokes. Then Prabhupada said, Prabhupada says, Then this is a hint by Lord Chaitanya that a sannyasi who has renounced everything, if he lives very gorgeously with good dress and good household and apartment, no, this is not approved by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That this is a hint by Lord Chaitanya that a sannyasi who has renounced everything, if he lives very gorgeously uh, with good dress and good uh, house and apartment, uh, no, <clears throat> this is not approved by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then what is that? What does it mean? A sannyasi living like a first class gentleman? smoking and very nice apartment and some, I mean to say, lady assistant, secretary. What is this? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not approve. Then what is that? What does it mean? Uh, a sannyasi living like a first-class gentleman, smoking and very nice apartment and some, uh, I mean to say, lady assistant, secretary. And what is this? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not approve this. He must be, as far as possible, whatever is absolutely necessity, he should accept, not more. Yes? He must be, as far as possible, uh, whatever is absolutely necessity, he should accept, not more. Yes. That is renounced order. Not that in the name of renounced order of life he should live at the expense of the householders very gorgeously. No. That is renounced order. Not that in the name of renounced order of life he should live at the expense of the householders very uh, gorgeously. No, this is not. This is not sannyasa. It is not accepted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sampradaya. It is not accepted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu So he said that you live by begging from door to door and you have a valuable blanket on your body. This is contradictory. Now I am very glad that you have done this. So he said that you live uh, by begging from door to door and you have a valuable blanket on your body. 
Ah, this is contradictory. Now, I am very glad that you have done this. Kusai kahe je khandila, je khandila kubishai bho, tari chai galamar shesh bishai ro. So this is verse 93, uh, chapter 20, verse 93. And the translation from the Chaitanya Charitamrita is, Sanatan Goswami replied, The Supreme Personality of Godhead has saved me from the sinful life of material existence. By his desire, my last piece of material attraction is now gone. Prabhupada says, Now you wanted me to be in a renounced order of life. I first met you when I was at in Bengal, in the capital of Gorodesh. Ah, now you wanted me to be in the renounced order of life. I first met you when I was at uh, in Bengal, in the capital of uh, Gorodesh. And you desired me that you should be in renounced order of life. So I came, and my last attachment to that Kambala is also now finished by you. And uh, you uh, desired me that I should be in denounced order of life. So I came, and my, my, my last attachment to that Kambal is also now finished by you. Prasanna hiya prabhu tāne kipā koila, tāne kipā prasanna kariti tāne shakti koila. This is verse 94, and the translation from the Chaitanya Charitamrita is, being pleased with Sanatana Goswami, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu bestowed his causeless mercy upon him. By the Lord's mercy, Sanatana Goswami received the spiritual strength to inquire from him. Prabhupada says, Now, Sanatana Goswami and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is sitting together for discussion. Now, Sanatana Goswami and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is sitting together for discussion. This is called instruction to Sanatan Goswami. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had discussion with some of his principal disciples. This is called instruction to Sanatan Goswami. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had discussion with some of his uh, principal disciples. One was Ramananda Roy. Roy Ramananda. He was governor of Madras, and later on he retired from that governorship and became a constant companion of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One was Ramananda Rai, uh, Rai Ramananda. Uh, he was governor of Madras, and later on he retired from uh, the governorcy and became a constant companion of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Although he was a householder, he never accepted renouncement. But still, he was Khan. He was the most confidential devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, although he was a householder. Although he was a householder, he never accepted renouncement. But still, he was, he was the most confidential devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, although he was a householder because he was highly advanced in the science of Krishna. Uh, because he was highly advanced in the science of Krishna. So there was some discussion with this Ramananda Roy, and there was some discussion with this Sanatana Goswami, and some discussion with Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, and some discussion with Rupa Goswami. So, uh, so there was some discussion with this Ramananda Roy, 
And there was some discussion with the Sanatana Goswami, and some discussion with Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, and some discussion with Rupa Goswami. So he had no other discussion with anyone, and the rest of his life was spent by simply chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So he had no other discussion with anyone. Uh, and the rest of his life was spent by simply chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And these disciples, under the instruction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they have made volumes of books on the basis of the instruction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And these disciples, under the instruction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they have made volumes of books on the basis of the instruction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not write any book in his own hand. He wrote only eight verses, which is called Shikshastaka. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, did not write any book in his own hand. He wrote only eight verses, which is called Sikhastaka. That was his only writing. Otherwise, all the books, valuable books, that you have got in his Sampradaya, they are written by his disciples, especially by Rupa Goswami. Uh, that was his only writing. Otherwise, all the books, valuable books, that you have got in his sampradaya, they are written by his disciples, especially by Rupa Goswami. He's famous. Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, and that boy, the nephew of Rupa Goswami, who left home at 10 years old and later on, after becoming a very great Sanskrit scholar, he approached their uncles, that Jiva Goswami. Oh, he has written many valuable volumes of books. He's famous. Rupa Goswami, Sanatam Goswami, and that boy, uh, the nephew of Rupa Goswami, who left home at 10 years old, Later on, after becoming a very great Sanskrit scholar, he approached their uncles, that Jiva Goswami, oh, he has written many valuable volumes of books. So the asset of this Chaitanya Sampradaya about this devotional service is very great, very great. This Chaitanya Chardamrita is also one of them, yes. So, the asset of this Chaitanya Sampradaya about this devotional service is very great, oh, very great. This Chaitanya Chaitamrita is also one of them. Yes. Oh. So, Putpe jai chedai pashe Prabhu prashna koila, tar shakti ramananda tar uttar dila, niha Prabhu shakti prashna kare sanatan, apane Mahaprabhu kare tapta nirupa. So this is verse, uh, chapter 20, verse 95 and 96. And the translation is, Formerly, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had asked Ramananda Roy spiritual questions, and by the Lord's causeless mercy, Ramananda Roy could properly reply. Now, by the Lord's mercy, Sanatana Goswami questioned the Lord, and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally supplied the truth. Prabhupada says, now, after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's approval of renouncement of Sanatan Goswami, he instructed him for two months at Benares. Now, after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's approval of renouncement of Sanatan Goswami, 
he instructed him for two months at Benares. In the formally, here it is referred, in the formally, as he instructed Ramananda Roy at, in Kovar. Kovar is a place in the Madras, South India. Similarly, in that occasion, the Lord was questioning Ramananda Roy, and Ramananda Roy was replying. And the formally, it is referred, and the formally as instructed Ramananda Roy at uh, in uh, Kabul. The Kabul is a place in the Madras, South India. Uh, similarly, in that in, in that uh, occasion, uh, the, uh, the Lord was questioning Ramananda Rai, and Ramananda Rai was replying. And here, in a similar way, the Sanatana Goswami will question, and Lord Chaitanya will reply. Uh, and here. In the similar way, the Sanatana Goswami will question and Lord Chaitanya will reply. So sometimes the disciple and the spiritual master, the relationship is like that. Sometimes the teacher questions the student and the student replies. And sometimes the student questions the teacher and the teacher replies. So sometimes the, the disciple and the spiritual master the relationship is like that. Sometimes the teacher questions to the student and student replies. And sometimes the student questions to the teacher and teacher replies. This is called istagosti, to develop knowledge. These questions and answers are required. According to the system of accepting a spiritual master, it is said that just after acceptance, this is called istagost, to develop knowledge. These questions and answers are required. Uh, uh, according to the system of accepting a spiritual master, it is said, just after acceptance, adu gudvasram. This is uh, from the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1.174, and I'll read the translation. Srila Prabhupada doesn't finish the verse. Uh, he, but the translation is, In the beginning, one should accept the shelter of a bona fide spiritual master and inquire submissively about religious principles. He should then desire to follow in the footsteps of the great devotees of the Lord. And Prabhupada says, One must have to accept a spiritual master. Then the next position is, Sadharma Prachat. One must have to accept a spiritual master. Then the next position is Sadharma Picha. Then he should be very much inquisitive, a student, not finishing that now I am initiated, everything is finished. No, he should be very inquisitive. Then he should be very much inquisitive. Uh, a student, uh, not finishing that now I am initiated, everything finished. No, uh, he should be very inquisitive. Unless one is very inquisitive, there is no necessity of accepting a spiritual master. That is the instruction in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Tasmat gurum prapadyeta gigasho shreya uttamam. Unless one is very inquisitive, there is no necessity of accepting a spiritual master. That is the instruction in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, 
Tasmad Gurum Prapadita Jigyasu Sreyutamam. So this is from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 3, Text 21, and the translation of this verse is, Therefore, any person who seriously desires real happiness must seek a bona fide spiritual master and take shelter of him by initiation. The qualification of the bona fide guru is that he has realized the conclusions of the scriptures by deliberation and is able to convince others of these conclusions. Such great personalities who have taken shelter of the Supreme Godhead, leaving aside all material considerations, should be understood to be a bona fide spiritual master. Prabhupada says, One has the necessity of accepting a spiritual master who is very much inquisitive about the transcendental matter. One has the necessity of accepting a spiritual master who is very much inquisitive about transcendental matter. Otherwise, there is no necessity. Simply, oh, because so many people accept a spiritual master, so I'll have to accept somebody as spiritual master. My business finished. Otherwise, there is no necessity. Simply, oh, because so many people accept a spiritual master, so I'll have to accept somebody, a spiritual master. My business finished. No. One should be very much inquisitive. Yes, he must be very much eager to understand what is transcendental subject. Then his, this business of accepting a spiritual master, will be fulfilled. One should be very much inquisitive. Yes. Uh, he must be very much eager to understand what is transcendental subject. Uh, then uh, his, uh, this business of accepting a spiritual master will be fulfilled. So here also, and when the questions and answers were going on between Ramananda Roy and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Ramananda Roy was not even a Brahmana. So here also, <laughs> Uh, and um, when the questions and answers were uh, going on between Ramananda Rai and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Ramananda Rai was not even a Brahmin. Because in those days the Brahmanas were very respectable community and they were learned scholars. Uh, because in those days oh, the Brahmins were a very respectable community and they are learned scholars. So, and he was a Kayasta. Kayasta. Kayasta in, of course now, not now, in some hundreds or 200 years before, these Kayasta were considered very lower caste. Uh, so, and he was mm, a Kayasta. Kayasta. Kayasta, and of course now, not now, and, and some hundred years or two hundred years before, these Kayasta were considered very lower caste. So Ramananda Roy belonged to that Kayasta community, but he was very much learned. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he belonged to the Brahmana community, and he was vastly learned. At the same time, he was in the renounced order of life. So Ramananda Rai belonged to that caste community. But he was very much learned. 
and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he belonged to the Brahmin community and he was vastly learned. At the same time, she was in renounced order of life. So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was asking question from Ramananda Roy, he felt himself shy that I am a householder and I belong to the Kayasta community and Lord, you belong to the you come from the Brahmana community and you are so vastly learned. So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was asking question from Ramananda Roy, he felt himself shy that uh, I am a householder and I belong to the caste community and Lord, you belong to the, uh, you come from the Brahmin community and you are so fast learned at the same At the same time, you've accepted renounced order. So you are in all respects my master. How is that you are trying to understand from me? Time you have accepted renouncer. See, you are in all respect my master. How is that? You are trying to understand from me. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed this example by his life's activity. So he was hesitating that I should rather put question to you as teacher and you should answer me. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed this example by his. Uh, life's activity. Uh, so he was hesitating uh, that I should rather put question to you as teacher and you should answer me. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, no, no, no. There is no such difference between master. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, no, no, no. Uh, there is no such uh, differentiation between masters. Kiva shudra kiva krishna guru so this is a very famous verse. This is uh, from chapter 8, text 128. And the verse translation is, Whether one is a brahmana, a sannyasi, or a sudra, regardless of what he is, he can become a spiritual master if he knows the science of Krishna. And Prabhupada says, It doesn't matter whether you are a householder, or you are a brahmana, or you are a renounced order of if you know the science of Krishna, you are fully in Krishna consciousness. You are my guru. You are my spiritual master. It doesn't matter whether you are a householder or you are a Brahmin or you are a renounced order. If you know the science of Krishna, you are fully in Krishna consciousness. You are my guru. You are my spiritual master. So that is the relation between spiritual master and the student. Not that the spiritual master, because he has officially accepted the post as spiritual master, he should remain as. He should accept the student also as his spiritual master. So that is the relation between the spiritual master and the uh, student. Uh, not that the spiritual master, because he has officially accepted the post of spiritual master, uh, he should remain as. He should accept the students also as his spiritual master. This is the reciprocation, Prabhu. Everyone would address one another as Prabhu, but officially one may be a spiritual master. This is the reciprocation, Prabhu. Uh, everyone would address the other as Prabhu, but officially one may be a spiritual master. And then but in the spiritual platform, there is no such difference. 
But officially, custom is that spiritual master is considered in the place of Supreme Lord, and therefore he is given the such respect. And in spiritual platform, there is no such difference. Uh, but officially, uh, custom is that spiritual master is considered in the place of Supreme Lord, and therefore he is given the such respect. But the spiritual master, bona fide spiritual master, he thinks that I am your disciple, I am your disciple, and practical example I have seen our Guru Maharaj. When we offered obeisances, he used to return, Dasosmi, I am your servant. And the spiritual master, bona fide spiritual master, he thinks that I am your disciple. Oh, I am your disciple. Uh, and practical example I have seen our Guru Maharaj when he offered uh, visions, uh, he used to return, that was me, I am your servant. He used to return me this way, I am your servant. He uh, used to uh, return, I am your servant. I'm going to play this little section again. You can hear in Prabhupada's voice that he becomes emotional. The spiritual master, one of spiritual master, he thinks that I am your disciple. Oh, I am your disciple. Uh, and practical example I have seen our Guru Maharaj when he offered uh, visions, uh, he used to return, that was me, I am your servant. Uh, he used to uh, return the visions, I am your servant. So, the so these are the things we have to learn from the behavior practical demonstration of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life. So tomorrow we shall discuss the questions and answers of Sanatana Goswami. These are the things we have to learn from the behavior, practical uh, demonstration of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life. Uh, so tomorrow we shall discuss uh, the questions and answers of Sanatana Goswami. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So now we have a break, and there are some questions. Prabhupada says, You see, so similarly, a material qualification, that is not bad, provided they are engaged in Krishna consciousness. So similarly, uh, a, a material qualification, that is not bad, provided uh, they are engaged in Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, it has no value. Material qualification, if they are engaged. Otherwise, it has no value. No. Material qualification, if they are engaged. So this verse is from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, um, 1, 2, 255, and the translation is... When one is not attached to anything, but at the same time accepts everything in relation to Krishna, one is rightly situated above possessiveness. On the other hand, one who rejects everything without knowledge of its relationship to Krishna is not as complete in his renunciation. And Prabhupada says, If one is able to dovetail his material qualities in the service of the Lord, then that becomes a great qualification. If one is able to dovetail his material qualities uh, in the service of the Lord, 
that, be, that becomes a great qualification. Viprat Disaragunujitat Aravinda Nava Aravinda Nava. So this verse is from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 9, Text 10. And the translation is, If a Brahmana has all twelve of the Brahminical qualifications, as they are stated in the book called Santan Sajataha, but is not a devotee and is adverse to the lotus feet of the Lord, he is certainly lower than a devotee who is a dog-eater, but who has dedicated everything, mind, words, activities, wealth, and life to the Supreme Lord. Such a devotee is better than such a brahmana because the devotee can purify his whole family, whereas the so-called brahmana in a position of false prestige cannot purify even himself. So Prabhupada says, Aravinda Nabha. Aravinda means lotus flower. And Nabha means this navel. Aravinda means lotus flower. And Nabha means this navel. So Vishnu... Krishna is Vishnu. Therefore, his other name is Aravinda Nabha. He has got a lotus flower. On that lotus flower, Brahma is born. So, Vishnu, Krishna is Vishnu. Therefore, his another name is Aravinda Nabha. He has got a lotus flower. Uh, on that lotus flower, Brahma is born. This is omnipotency. Omnipotency of God. You have seen that picture in the cover of Srimad Bhagavatam, that Garbodakshai Vishnu is lying, and there is a lotus flower from his navel. And upon the lotus flower, Brahma is born, and Lakshmiji is engaged in serving his lotus feet. This is omnipotency. Omnipotency of God. You have seen that picture uh, in the cover of Srimad Bhagavatam, that Garbhuda Sai Vishnu is lying and there is a lotus flower from his navel and upon the lotus flower Brahma is born. And Lakshmiji is engaged in serving his lotus feet. But you see, Krishna was to beget a son. His wife, Lakshmi, or Vishnu's wife, was sitting, but he did not take. But just see, uh, Krishna was to beget a son. Uh, his wife, Lakshmi, or Vishnu's wife, uh, was sitting, but he uh, did not take. He begot a child, Brahma, from his own navel. This is called omnipotency. He can do anything and everything. Now, when we conceive of begetting a child, oh, we must have a we must have to secure a wife, first of all. Uh, he uh, begot a child, Brahma, from his own nerve. This is called omnipotence. He can do anything else. Uh, now, when we conceive of begetting a child, uh, we, must have a, we must have to secure a wife, first of all. Then I have, I have must sex intercourse with her. Then she should be pregnant. Then I, then there will be a child. Uh, then I have my sex uh, intercourse with her. Then she should be pregnant. Then I, then there will be a child. Otherwise, there is no child. Because we are, we are not omnipotent. We cannot produce child in that way. 
This is called omnipotency. Otherwise, there is no child. Because we are, we are not omnipotent. We cannot produce child in that way. This is called omnipotence. And he did not require the help of the wife. Neither there was necessity. And uh, uh, he did not require the help of the wife. Neither there was necessity. So, Krishna's wife or Krishna's girlfriends, they are not Krishna's necessities. Krishna is without any necessities, without any want. The Krishna's wife or Krishna's uh, girlfriend, they are not Krishna's necessities. Oh. Krishna is without any necessity, without any want. But if somebody wants, Krishna should be my friend, Krishna should be my husband, he accepts. That, that's it. He is not in want. He is full in himself. One who knows this fact, he is pure devotee. But if somebody wants, Krishna should be my friend, Krishna should be my husband, he accepts. That's it. He is not in want. He is full in himself. One who knows this fact, he is pure devotee. You are a you are offering chapati. Don't think that Krishna is in want of your chapati. But if you offer Krishna and take the chapati, you are benefited. You are, you are offering chapati. Uh, don't think that Krishna is in want of your chapati. Uh, but if you offer Krishna and take the chapati, you are benefited. I sing. This is uh, from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. O Lord, this material body is a place of ignorance and the senses are a network of paths to death. Somehow we have fallen into this ocean of material sense enjoyment. And of all the senses, the tongue is most voracious and uncontrollable. It is very difficult to conquer the tongue in this world. But you, dear Krishna, are very kind to us and have given us such nice prashada, just to control the tongue. Now we have taken this prashad to our full satisfaction and glorify you, Lord Radha and Krishna, and in love, call for the help of Lord Chaitanya and Nichananda. The devotees sing this song before they take prashadam. Then Prabhupada says, I sing this. Perhaps you do not know the meaning, that Krishna is very merciful, because my tongue is always hankering after some good tasty food, this or that, this or that. But if I eat Krishna Prashad, then my tongue will be controlled. Sing this, perhaps you do not know the meaning. That Krishna is very merciful. Ah, ah. Because my tongue is always hankering after some good tasty food, this or that, this or that. But if I eat Krishna's Prasad, then my tongue will be controlled. And as soon as your tongue is controlled, your all other senses will be controlled. These are the philosophy. And as soon as your tongue is controlled, your all other senses will be controlled. These are the philosophy. So don't think that Krishna is in want or Krishna is in need. He needs your third-class service. No, he's full in himself. 
saw. Don't think that Krishna is in want or Krishna is in need. He needs your third-class service. No. He is full in that. But if you can offer your service some way or other, then you are benefited. You are elevated to the transcendental position. That is Krishna consciousness. Thank you very much. But if you can offer your service somewhere or other, then you are benefited. You are elevated to the transcendental position. That is Krishna consciousness. Thank you very much. Listeners, if you made it to the very end of this podcast, you are my hero. This podcast is a monthly series, so please subscribe to be alerted when the next one is available. All materials in this podcast were downloaded from prabhupadavani.com, the best website on the internet. Thank you again for your time and attention. I always beg to remain your humble servant, Jagai Nitai Das.